Back to bed, America. Your government is in control. Read my lips. Just send your cash. There has never been so many lies, so much deception. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. (laughs) Please clap. It's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison. Showtime! All right, good morning. Welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 103.9 WYAB. Thanks for joining me today. I am your host, Mike Madison. Not a lot of looking at my notes before we get going today. Not a lot of deep dive, single issue things from the show today. I've got a ton of different topics to cover. Uh, I guess we'll start it off today with my quotes of the day, and I'm going to do it first with a Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore, the liberal progressive comedian that I've been a big fan of for years and years. He's won a lot of hearts and minds in conservatives with his take on things like COVID and Russiagate and the Democratic Party. He's still got some wackadoodle ideas about Medicare for all and some other things, but I think he may even get a pretty red-pilled on some of those things eventually. But he's an honest guy, even if I disagree with him. But I thought this was just really fantastic. And, And this is a good illustration of why I'm not in that team that says, if you're on the left side of things, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't ever want to talk to you. I don't ever want to be friends with you again because you believe things different than me. That's just not, you know, that's not me. I would rather see people on the left wake up the way I have watched in live time over about the last three to four years, watched Jimmy Dore go from a Bernie bro, an AOC supporter, to someone who believes the entire system is basically beyond repair. And this will tell you kind of where he is now. This is what I try to tell people is that they don't realize that, you know, our government, they think our government is regular corrupt, like Joe Biden got his kid a no show job at a, on an energy board in Ukraine or Donald Trump's head up his kid with a business deal in Saudi Arabia. But what they don't realize is that the whole thing, every law that gets written, the whole defense department budget is nothing but corruption. What do you think $800 billion a year is going for? For a country, we have no enemies threatening us. We're surrounded by waters in Canada and Mexico. We have nobody threatening. We spend a trillion dollars. We have a thousand military bases. That's all corruption. Banking, the reason why banks keep failing every couple of years is because they own the politicians who write the regulations. And when the banks fail, the government comes in and, and fixes them and nobody goes to jail. That's because we live in a 100 percent corrupt government. And why 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 can they send 100 billion dollars to another failing bank or to Ukraine, to another proxy war at the snap of a finger before they take half that money and fix homelessness in their own country? It's because there's no cor- there's no corruption greasing the wheels of fixing homelessness. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. And you can't make as much money in it. That's, that's right. right. I mean, if we could bomb the homeless, <laughs> there's always money for that. <laughs> he's, got, he's got that one right. Uh, that's the comedic side of Jimmy Dore coming out. See, I, I just want more people on the left to realize we can all disagree. We can even go to separate corners of the country. I just want people who are awake to exactly how bad the system is, because what we have right now is about 30 percent of the population 
who thinks that it can be fixed if their team wins, another 30% of the population that thinks it can be fixed if their team wins, and then about 60, uh, what's left, 40% of the country in the middle that really doesn't care. Well, I guess 35% because about 5% of us are probably awake and understand what needs to be done. Just basically a dismantling of the system. A couple of quotes here from the Libertarian Party that were really good, and then I'm going to bash the Libertarian Party a little bit here. Libertarian Party tweeted this out, quote, We aren't woke Republicans or neocon Democrats. We aren't a mixture of two abominable ideologies. We aren't the moderate middle ground between the party of stupid and the party of evil. We aren't reformers. We are abolitionists that side with liberty every time. Another tweet from the Libertarian Party, quote, If one random federal agency were going to be abolished every 10 minutes and only you had the power to stop it, what kind of food would you order for your watch party? (laughs) Amen. As I say, you know, I just don't like parties and getting libertarians together in a party is like herding cats. You think it's difficult to keep the Republicans together or the Democrats together? They're all Republicans and Democrats are ready for just a new ruler. Eh, they dis- disagree a little bit over who that leader should be, but they want somebody to rule over all of us. With the Libertarian Party, everybody is so independent-minded that they just cannot get their stuff together. And there are, I've had this conversation with Stephen Utroska on air and off air many times. He believes the Republican Party should be reformed. I say that's the best way to do it, probably the quickest way. I just don't think it will ever happen. It's a corporatist party. I don't think they're going to just drop their <laughs> drop their money and drop their power and go, yeah, we're just going to let the people keep all their money. We're going to shrink this government so we don't have any power and don't get cushy jobs. I mean, if you think the Republican Party plays this game too. But the Libertarian Party is just a mess. And there are some really good people in the LP that are thinkers, but they're not sellable to the American public. The Libertarians have got a lot of weird people. Now, I will tell you, I know weird Republicans and weird Democrats, too. But in the the course of things, you've just got a lot of real individualists uh, that are Libertarians. And I think some of them don't really understand that they're not doing the cause any favors by becoming a public face of it. Not because they're wrong. They're right. It's just I understand marketing to the average American. They want to be sold something. And Americans love somebody in a suit and tie that speaks in normie speak. You know, that's why Ron Paul was so great. He really was a, he was a kindly gentleman OBGYN from Texas when he spoke. The Libertarian Party is full of all kinds of people with great ideas, so much better than either one of the other two political parties but sometimes they just come across as not serious, and that's not a winnable strategy to attract regular people. There are also many tribes in the Libertarian Party within Libertarians, too. And boy, do they get into just some ridiculous bickering back and forth on Twitter or in public. It's really, it's, it's sad. It's sad. They can't kind of understand understand the game. But they are so much better still than the GOP and the current, air quotes here in the studio, conservative movement. I was looking at my show notes earlier. I think you're going to hear a lot of air quotes in the studio today. <laughs> I've air quoted a lot of things uh, in my notes today, but, but here's an example. And many of you will initially really disagree with me here, but, but let me finish. 
Can I finish? <laughs> uh, recently on the right with conservatives, I have seen Republican governors and legislatures that are banning woke curriculum in schools. Now, I understand that the system that we're in right now is not tolerable, but just bear with me. As I said, can I finish? Can I finish? Conservatives cheer. They, they look... Uh, they say, look, our Republican government is going to save us. And then they swoon over, and I think Florida is the most recent one to do this. What this really di- does to me, and it, in my impression of it, is something along the lines of welfare. It convinces conservatives and Republicans to rely on the state. Just wait, just wait. They'll come, they'll come riding to the rescue before long. It gets you to think that you really can't do anything without politicians doing it for you. It presupposes that all schools should be centralized, and without these Republican politicians over this centralized education system, it just can't be fixed. Now, again, I understand that we have the system the way it is right now, and so you may want this right now, but the problem is with conservatives and with the right is that once the government air quotes here in the studio, fixes this issue for you of the woke nonsense in the schools. Now parents will just sit back down and leave their kids in these indoctrination camps. They they won't do anything else until the next issue arrives. We know that the public school system is failing our children. We know it spends too much and produces too little. But you are the parents You don't need to wait for the Florida legislature, the Mississippi legislature, for anybody to take control of your schools. You can do it. And if you can't, instead of waiting for a bunch of Republican politicians who are getting ready for an election season and want to do a little pandering, that's that's normally when they deliver you a few little nuggets that you like, isn't it? It's kind of interesting. But if you can't take control of your schools, then take your kids out of these schools. Homeschool your children, or here's a crazy idea, start new schools. Now, notwithstanding the fact that a lot of these same kinds of Republican politicians out there, and God knows the Democrats are even worse on this issue, they may not let you start a new school. You have to get special approval for things like a charter school. This is how far afield we have gone when it comes to our own personal freedoms. You should be able to, with five other families, get together and hire a few teachers and teach your kids. And if it goes well, you should be able to allow other children to buy their way into this thing too. But suddenly the education establishment gets all up in arms about it and the Republicans do not fight in the state of Mississippi. They don't fight the education establishment here. See, what a real limited government governor or a limited government legislature would do is strip public schools of their monopoly. They would either just abolish them altogether or at least let parents choose which schools they want to send their kids to. Because I guarantee you there would be a thriving market of schools attracting kids based on solid education and none of the woke garbage. You wouldn't have to have legislators ban things like this in the schools. It wouldn't be an issue. The market would solve that. I would say if you would allow the, the uh, if it has to be that the, the taxpayer money from your property taxes, look, I'm an abolitionist just like the LP said a second ago. 
I'm for abolishing property taxes across the board. If you buy property, essentially, even if you own your home, you've paid it off, you're still renting it from the government. Another thing that is never talked about, never really addressed, and Republicans are more than happy to sit sit and allow you. They'll tell you they're going to reduce your property taxes a little bit, but the bottom line is you try not paying your property taxes for a couple of years, they will take your home. And in some cases, the equity that you've built in it as well. But if the state is collecting property taxes to be able to take your money and just tie it to your kid and let your kid go wherever they want to go, that's a better system. My point being, what happens is conservatives cheer for these big government, these big government, air quotes in the studio, I warned you, I told you it was coming, solutions, like they've banned this woke stuff, and that means that a bunch of parents who are dissatisfied with the woke stuff will leave their kids in the public schools because they will say to themselves, whew, the coast is clear. Ron DeSantis and our great legislature got the woke stuff out. Now, the kids still won't learn much. They'll still have an indoctrination of a thousand different things. What you should be demanding is just abolishing centralized education in the first place. It should be community-based. It should be neighborhood-based. It should be family-based. So I'm just saying, you watch what happens. We'll be having the same conversations about the horrible tragedies of public schooling in another three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, until you actually get rid of the system like this. You keep your kids in public schools and the government will come help your child with mental health. How about that? Here is a statement put out by President Joe Biden, the dementia patient. He says, quote, there is a serious youth mental health crisis happening in this country. That's why we are investing $1 billion to help schools hire and train more mental health professionals across the country and will continue to take action to face the crisis together. See, what they are putting in the schools are big pharma quacks to make sure they get as many kids hooked on drugs or transitioned as early as possible to create lifelong customers. This is one of the great secrets of this trans movement. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but the the American Psychiatric Association, I, I may be getting some of these wrongs, the American Medical Association, the Pediatricians Association, they're all down with these things because I've heard estimates for a child who does anything from puberty blockers to uh, full-on top surgery or bottom surgery. Uh, they estimate it somewhere between 2 and $7 million in lifetime medical care that person will need just for those things. This is not to mention Joe Biden's going to put these mental health people into your schools that, let me just guess, let me guess the first line of defense for any child who seeks mental health counseling in your public school will be ADHD drugs and antidepressants or or sex change. That's what it's going to be. And they're going to use these mental health professionals to actually counsel the children to be against their parents. We've seen this happening over the past several years. Maybe get your child to question their gender. So you can leave your kids in these schools. Oh, the woke ideology is going away. Now President Dementia Patient is going to send out a billion dollars to put a bunch of quacks into your kids' mental health areas, into the counselor's offices. Yeah, see, you've got to get out of these schools. 
I'm a product of public schools. My children are a product of Madison Public Schools. I get it. I get it. And it felt like Mayberry when they were there. Those days are long gone. i got to take a break. I'll be right back. pre-recording the show a day in advance because I am still on the road with my day job. So I cannot take phone calls, don't call into the station, but can somebody please email me and explain the rights and conservatives' devotion to Andrew Tate? Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time in this because maybe people don't know who he is. I really don't know a whole lot about this guy, but what I see is (laughs) really objectionable. And Candace Owens did what was apparently, and I certainly didn't see the whole thing, a three-hour interview with this guy with, if the clips that I saw were the the tenor of the entire interview, where she attempted to kind of rehab his image because a mashup video went out of comments that he's made in the past. And from what I saw, this guy, who, if you're not familiar with Andrew Tate, he has become the like the alpha male role model influencer, primarily for people on the right. This guy was running a fairly large, very profitable, apparently, uh, sex cam business that he essentially seduced women into. I, I, I could get graphic with this, but he'll do it for you if you want to look at some of these clips. Why is Candace Owens interviewing Andrew Tate to try to rehabilitate his image. And she said in one part of it, she said, you know, I saw this mashed up clip and I thought it was unfair. Well, they've mashed up now the Kansas Owens (laughs) video or interview with this guy with comments he made. And during the interview, he says, during the interview with Candace Owens, he says, yes, I ran a a webcam video uh, thing 10 years ago. But there's videos of him on a podcast last year laughing and laughing about how he would get men to spend millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then he would pull the rug out from underneath them, how he would manipulate them to send in this money, which was basically live pornography. He would hook these guys, he would steal their money, and then he would cut them off. He would actually create fights between the girl that these guys thought they were going to meet. I don't don't want to even go into it. I am just wondering why people are actually, why this guy is supposed to be somebody you would ever carry water for, particularly the conservative Christians out there. You know, some people say, well, he has all the right enemies. I hear this a lot with a lot of different people. He's got all the right enemies. So I, you know, we got to be with the guy because the left just really hates him. Well, I got to tell you, They should hate him. They should dislike him. The left should dislike him. The right should dislike him. From what I've seen, he sounds despicable, and that's from his own words. I haven't read articles about the guy in the Washington Post or anything. I'm listening to the guy in these clips. He's a creep. And, And watching the right, and Candace Owens in this case, try to rehab the image of a guy who runs porn girl cam websites is something to behold. (laughs) 
you know, if the left hates Andrew Tate and the right loves him, I think the left has this one right and the right has this one wrong. It's absolutely bizarre. Uh, speaking of porn, I wanted to just comment on this, too. I think this is an audio clip. Let me pull up my link real quick here. This was something that I saw. Uh, I, I have referred to things before called patriot porn. Um, and this is like American Sniper. This is sold. This is more war propaganda. And I'm sure the guy was a great shot. What was his name? Chris Kyle. Did I get that right? I could be wrong. I don't know. I wouldn't go see it. I had friends invite me. I said, no, I don't go watch Patriot Porn, which is about how, look how easy, look how well Americans do at killing other people. That's what that was. But I saw this, and this is another one, like, like the education segment. This one might hit you wrong. Bear with me. Uh, Benny Johnson, I'd seen this on Twitter. Uh, he says, uh, it, it, he said, summer storms are hammering D.C., hurricane r rain, winds and lightning. No reasonable person would be caught outside except the 3rd Infantry reg Regiment, known as the Old Guard, watching over the tomb of the unknown soldier 24-7-365. And he's got a video from a couple of days ago where this poor guy, you can just see the wind is whipping, the rain is pouring, and he is just marching back and forth in front of this tomb to the unknown soldier and to a lot of people that would kind of make your make your heart stir. Now, I've nothing wrong with this guy. It's said that they do this out of respect for the dead, and that may be the case, and that's something that honorable. But what that's, that said to me was, yeah, our government will leave a nobody out in the rain to just ceremoniously, air quotes here in the studio, guard a memorial to all the other nobodies that they sent off to die for their power and profit. And people will look at this and think this is some noble U.S. government gesture, like this tweeter did that I saw that. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with this guy out there guarding this thing out of respect for people that have gone before him and fallen. But to think for just a nanosecond, why did these... <laughs> Why do we have to have all these tombs? Why do we have these graveyards full of the, the white crosses and the unmarked graves? Because the same people who build these ceremonies and put this guy out in the driving rain to guard something that is quite obviously not under any threat, it's one guy out there. They take turns. It's one guy out there. It's a ceremony. It's a pageant for the people to stir patriotic stirrings in you to get you to look at this as this noble thing. Again, nothing wrong with this guy doing this. It's the fact that it is the disrespect that they have for him because he's not guarding anything. They will put him at risk. They will put him out there just like they put all of those people out across the country, excuse me, across the globe, which ended them in the ground in the first place. And I would think that this soldier and any other soldiers would be much time would be much better spent stopping the psychopath class from sending thousands of more troops to their death in the Middle East or Ukraine. Uh, Africa is lighting up. If you're not paying attention. And of course, Taiwan, that may be our next spot. And just to illustrate real quick, and then I'm going to change topics to illustrate the psychopaths in charge. I ran across a story about General Michael A. Minihan. M-I-N-I-H-A-N. I'll call him General Michael Miniman. Now, he's like 6'5", and he looks like a soldier. He, he, don't anybody tell him. Don't share this with him. He might whoop my butt. 
But what he said here, just to stop and pause and think about this, uh, speaking last fall at an Air Force conference, Minahan told a crowd of hundreds of airmen, defense contractors, <clears throat> and civ civilian officials that he wants his team to, quote, fly it like we stole it. He went on to deliver a rousing speech and said that, quote, nobody is going to care, unquote, what the U.S. military's plans are for 10 years from now if it loses a war tomorrow. Now, this is where it got just sickening to me. And a lot of people will listen to this and say, well, this is the mindset you have to have when you're a warrior, Mike. But I ask you again, what have we been fighting for? You've been fighting for the elite's power and profit. He said, quote, lethality matters most, exclamation point, unquote. He told the crowd, quote, when you can kill your enemy, every part of your life is better. Your food tastes better. Your marriage is stronger. Now, I got to tell you, I'm watching a lot of footage these days of these poor kids in Ukraine, many of them scooped off the street against their will and being sent into the meat grinder that is the front against Russia. I've also seen some tragic videos of Russian soldiers never having met each other. They are not each other's enemy. Had they met... 10 years ago, before the U.S. overthrew the government of Ukraine and started this whole mess in the first place in 2014, had they met 10 years ago, they might have had a beer together. Might have thrown the Frisbee in the park. So killing your enemy is about survival, but it's only because you have psychopaths at the top of these nations putting these kids into this inferno. This guy says when you can kill your enemy, every part of your life is better. Your food tastes better. Your marriage is stronger. That's a general. That's a general at an Air Force conference. And it's no, no mistake that he was talking to airmen, civilian officials, and defense contractors. That's the kind of stuff that the defense contractors like to hear. I'll be right back. All right, we are back. This is the Mike Madison Show, 103.9 WYAB. If you want to reach me, again, I'm not in the studio today, but you can always email me, MikeMadison at WYAB.com. While I'm, I, I guess I should have tacked this onto the end of last segment, but while we're talking kind of about the warmongering and the psychopaths in charge, understand that that is another thing, as I've said on the show, it's not new. Eisenhower warned us about it, and that was back in the early 1960s, he being president during the 1950s. But I want to go a little further back. Uh, Oppenheimer is a big movie now. I do want to see this thing. Three hours, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm short on time these days. Three hours, big commitment. But I do want to go see the movie. But uh, I don't know how much of it, because I haven't seen it, is also patriot porn. But there are also things that people need to remember. I've covered this before, but I ran across a good audio clip about uh, Oppenheimer, but most particularly about dropping the atomic weapons on Japan at the time. There is some myths. There are myths around the reason that we had to drop these bombs on Japan uh, that have been really debunked time and time again, but of course it will never make it in the mainstream media, so 
You can always count on the Mike Madison Show to bring it to you. Check this out. Well, the myth is not just that it was justified. <clears throat> That's tied to the other even bigger myth in some ways, that the atomic bombs actually ended the Pacific War, which is being repeated. You might have seen that the National Park Service announced a Manhattan Project National Park, that they're, that they're going to be developing these national historical sites. And when the Secretary of the Interior, Jewell, announced it, she said that it may have been tragic in some ways, but at least it ended the war. That's the basic myth. <clears throat> and if it ended the war, and it's a good war, and we're the good guys, and we're responding to Japanese aggression, then ergo, the bomb is actually justifiable and even moral. And the argument goes even further to say that it saved lives. And not that it cost a couple hundred thousand lives, but it actually saved lives. Initially, it was saved a half million American lives. But then we decided to become more humane, and we say, talk about all the Japanese lives that it saved. So it's part of this broad myth that has got no basis whatsoever in fact. The, the timing doesn't make any sense. The logic doesn't make any sense. We dropped the bomb because we were sending a message to the Soviet leaders. And that was exactly how they interpreted it. That if the United States, that if the Soviets don't go along with US plans in Europe and the Pacific, this is the fate that awaited them. So the Soviets knew that the Japanese were trying to surrender, that they were desperate to surrender, that the Americans knew they were desperate to surrender, and then they saw the Americans wipe out those two cities. And so, uh, therefore, the Soviets interpreted just the way the scientists warned the American leaders that the Soviets would interpret it. And the danger, the, Ameri the scientists said, uh, was that it was going to lead to this uncontrollable arms race and a race for mutual annihilation. And that was the reality that Truman set up with the dropping of the atomic bombs. So the crime that Truman committed, and it was a crime, a war crime by every definition, was not simply killing a couple hundred thousand innocent civilians in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It was threatening the entire species with annihilation. So as Oliver and I say in The Untold History, to kill hundreds of thousands of innocent civilians is a war crime. To threaten all of mankind and all life on our planet with extinction goes far beyond that. Now, I, I have broached this subject many times before, and I don't have time to go back into all of the generals, all the admirals back in World War II that said, no, the, the Japanese are ripe to surrender. What, what are we doing? We can go ahead and take them. Now, all we got to do is say we will not go in and prose, uh, prosecute or take out the emperor. You've got to allow the Japanese to save some face. They knew that they were, they were going to surrender. Uh, and people really rebel against this idea that we would be that maniacal. But I ask you this in light of current events. Do you really find it hard to believe that your government has lied to you on a massive scale? That they have taken something that they did that was evil and tried to prop it up as something that was great? Do you believe that for a second now, that they would not do those things on any topic at any time? See, people think the government just went rogue in the past few years. I assure you, that's not the case. They've been lying to you about this for decades. Be right back. So dark you can't see the end Skies cocked back Shotgun which can't defend The rain then sends dripping Acidic questions Forcefully The power of suggestion Then with the eyes shut Looking through the rust and rotten dust A small spot of light floods the floor And pours over the rusted world and pretend And the eyes ease open And it's dark again From the top to the bottom From the top I stop At the core I forgot In the middle of my 
All right, final segment for the day. Speaking of our government lying to us, they are just ruining uh, aliens to me. Absolutely ruining it for me. Uh, I don't know if you saw this or not, but this was some congressional testimony just a few days ago. Do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials? Something I can't discuss in public setting. Um, okay, I can't ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> um, if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Do you believe our... Okay, so that was uh, David Grush, Grush, G-R-U-S-C-H. He is a, well, let's just read his bio here. He is a United States Air Force officer and former, anyone, anyone, intelligence official. He has uh, publicly claimed that the unnamed officials told him that the U.S. federal government maintains a highly secretive USO, UFO excuse me, or UAP recovery program and is in possession of non-human sp- uh, spacecraft and, quote, dead pilots. Uh, this guy is an intelligence asset. I'm telling you, the government is ruining, ruining the topic of aliens to me. Because there are so many people that I find have fascinating stories about it and footage from Mexico where large crowds are seen looking into the sky and seeing something odd. Uh, Japan Airlines pilots seeing things the size of multiple football fields. These are compelling, interesting stories to me. I'm open to just about anything, except when there is no such thing as a former intelligence official. Let me just put it that way. Uh, Let's see... uh, Grush was part of, let me see, oh, I'm sorry, let me get down here, tell you where this guy came from. He was born in Pittsburgh, decorated combat officer within the USAF during Afghanistan, and a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, the NGA, and the National Reconnaissance Office. Uh, he was put into this department to look into this this issue let me just say, um, the only group of people in the world <laughs> that could convince me that aliens are completely not true is our own federal government. Because if they tell you something, it's a lie. It's just ruining the whole thing for me. Absolutely just destroying the whole fantasy <laughs> of wondering about these things. Because I want to believe. I think it's fascinating. I'm interested in, in all kinds of different odd topics. But the evidence that is coming out now is from the most untrustworthy people on the planet. And they are worse, probably, than inhabitants of any other planet, should there actually be some out there. Uh, Whitney Webb, the great investigative journalist that really dug into the Jeffrey Epstein thing, uh, I'll read you her words so you don't have to listen to me continue to be disappointing, disappointed and pontificate about that. But she really sums it up exactly what I think, too. Whitney Webb said this. She said, wow, aliens. 
won't it be fun to watch people believe whatever some former intelligence agents say with no evidence and then panic and demand that all of humanity bands together to make a global government just like in Star Trek and Mass Effect because of, quote, the aliens? Whitney Webb goes on to say, If you think the imminent massive increase in the Space Force budget will be used to deal with these alleged UFOs and not to build a satellite surveillance grid to power the digital ID CBDC technocracy to control everybody, you might be really gullible. She says, I see a lot of people believe in aliens. Believe whatever you want. My point is that this is happening in Congress right now for a specific purpose, and critical thinking is important. It's a controlled release of info, whether true or false, is irrelevant, with an ulterior motive. And of that, we can be absolutely certain. Now, I don't know if there are creatures from other planets out there at all. I'm somebody who really toys with the idea that we live in the Matrix. <laughs> Things are, are so bizarre and there are so many people out there that really do appear to be these NPCs like you would see in a video game, these non-performing characters. I, I saw some, I saw a headline. I'll have to admit, I didn't read the story, and you're really a fool if you take a headline and just run with it. But it, it was something along the lines of only 50% of the people have what's called an inner dialogue, and I, it really had me confused. I'll look this story up. I am actually, is it possible that 50% of the people among us, when they're not actually speaking or engaged in an activity, they have nothing going on in their brains? I would have thought that absurd five years ago. Today, I think, that eh, seems about right. But I, I may be a, a, an adherent to the Matrix theory that we're all just in this bizarro computer algorithm video game at this point. But I'm, I'm open to just about anything, including aliens. But for the government to come out now, now it could be because we are on the cusp of what I believe is a financial event. That, that's kind of a rerun statement for me. I've been saying this now for, for several years. Do not take investment advice from Mike Madison. But uh, it could be because we are in a bad way financially. More on that tomorrow. It could be because the war is not going well in Ukraine. It could be to cover up for the Bidens. But the most interesting thing about this whole thing was that this testimony came out, and I guess this guy did some News Nation interview about it. And really, nothing really happened. People just don't care. We're so obsessed with some of the most meaningless things in the world that some of these big things that come out, like, a, I don't know, was it six months ago, where we really kind of had conclusive uh, evidence, release of some documents and some whistleblowers who pretty much just said, yes, the CIA was involved in killing JFK. Uh, country didn't care. <laughs> no, Nobody cared. It's like these, these huge headlines hit. And it's just a big ho-hum from everybody else. Now, they're incredibly worried about, you know, a country song or a beer can or something along those lines. But these big things that could actually alter the, you know, JFK certainly altered the United States. Aliens could alter all of humanity. Uh, no one really knows. I mean, nobody really cares. All I can say is, thank God that President Operation Warp Speed, Donald Trump, set up Space Force just in time for them to launder trillions of dollars through this new agency. Let me be more specific. Your chosen one, Donald Trump, set up an entirely new branch of the government 
that will steal money from you, and they are going to pretend to be using it to protect you from the grays. When the actual grays you should be worried about are the elderly psychopaths running this country. I'm just saying. It is very interesting, isn't it? It's almost like it was a plan. We set up Space Force, what, three years ago, four years ago, to great fanfare. And now suddenly it seems like we're, we're really going to need it. I can only imagine the funding debates that will go on around Space Force next time Congress gets around to this kind of stuff. It's not a mistake this guy's appearing in front of Congress. Trust me, the last thing the government wants to do is be honest with you. So when, when it feels like they're confessing to something or letting something out, understand there's always a motive behind it. Don't trust it. That's all the time I've got. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Oh, you